John chapter 13 verse 23 here's the man who heard the heartbeat of David now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved now there was leaning on his bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved devotion will inevitably draw the child of God nearer to Christ the Saviour and the Gospels tell us of those who through their love and devotion to their Saviour were even drawn nearer to Him devotion to Christ you recall brought that woman woman of the city a woman of the night the Lord had saved her made her a new creature cleansed her life and one day the Lord was in the house of Simon the Pharisee and that woman knew the Lord was there and she entered in remember she was already saved she didn't go into the house to get saved she was already saved, converted and washed in the blood and she entered that house she didn't go to Simon she went to the Saviour and she went to the feet of Christ and you read that incident in Luke chapter 7 verse 38 <coughs> you'll find that at the feet of Christ that woman did five things we're told she stood at his feet she anointed his feet she kissed his feet she washed his feet with her tears and she wiped his feet with her hair by the numbers five is the number of grace and there we see the grace of God in that woman's life to be transformed by the grace of God and to spend her time at the feet of Christ she didn't say anything there's nothing recorded that that woman said she didn't need to say anything she didn't need to tell anybody she loved the Lord her actions spoke for her she was devoted to the Lord <coughs> for what he had done for her Remember Mary, the sister Martha? The Lord entered their home. We're told that Martha was covered about with much serving. She was too busy. Can you imagine that? Too busy to spend time with the Lord. Mary left her sister. Of course, that's what Martha complained about. Mary has left me alone well Mary left Martha where did she go she went and we're told 
disciple of Jesus speak heard his word and when Martha complained about her the Lord said now we're covered about with much serving Mary had chosen the better part Mary has chosen the better part sitting at the feet of Christ hearing his word and that is the desire of all who are devoted to Christ they want to hear his word they have a love for his word it was devotion to their risen Lord that resurrection morning remember the women gathered at the sepulchre the Lord appeared unto them and what did they do they fell down at his feet and we're told they held him by the feet and worshipped him their devotion and their devotion to Christ brought them to the feet of Christ see and we are truly dedicated to Christ devoted to Christ and our worship of him it will always be our desire to embrace him to embrace the Savior they may not stand afar off in our worship of the Lord they may not stand as a fair at a distance and the word of the Lord is priest by the grace of God and the work of the Spirit of God let us draw near and draw near to him when you draw near to him you'll want to embrace him as the word is opened and you learn more about Christ and his love so you'll want to embrace him John did more than that he put his head on the bosom of Christ like the Shulamite the song of Solomon I found him she said I found him whom my soul loveth I held him and I would not let him go Is that not how you feel about the Lord Jesus? <coughs> I found him whom my soul loved. I held him and would not let him go. Song of Solomon, verse three and verse chapter three, verse four. Let us in our worship of Christ. draw devotedly near to him Peter said draw near to God and he will draw nigh on to us so he will not fail us we draw nigh to our saviour he will draw nigh to us that's for sure and this disciple certainly drew nigh unto his Saviour 
because he named it placed his head on the bosom of Christ he heard the heartbeat of deity that's how close he was and for all that we read about in the scripture who drew near to the Lord Jesus surely this disciple this disciple was the one who drew nearest of all because he heard the heartbeat of the earth others sat on his feet others wept on his feet others kissed his feet others held his feet but here is one here is one no he wasn't at the feet of Christ but he had his head of the very bosom of Christ when the disciples and the Lord said at me and on this occasion preparing for the last supper they didn't sit at the table the way you and I do though it was a couch that was around the table and so they would lean on the couch which gave this, this disciple the opportunity of Christ leaning then the disciple beside him could lean his head on his breast that's how it came to part came to pass and may the example of this disciple may the example of this disciple stir up our devotion to the Lord Jesus and lead us To the very bosom of the Lord. Is that not a place you'd love to be? The very bosom of Christ. One first of all to consider the identified person. Although the actual name of this disciple is not given. Nevertheless, it is not too difficult to discover his identity. First of all, let's look at his name. As we have said, the proper name of this devotee of Christ is recorded. It's recorded in the very verse. It's in, it is recorded in the verse 23. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. You know, the words in that verse tell us who the disciple was. Because when you look at the name of this disciple, you discover the meaning of his name. And the meaning of his name is in the verse 23. Was it Andrew? No. Because Andrew's name means manly. Was it Bartholomew? No. It couldn't have been, for his name means son of Tormai. Perhaps the one who leaned on 
the bosom of Christ was Philip. No, it wasn't Philip. The name Philip means a lover of horses. And we know certainly it wasn't Peter. Peter's name means a stone. So it was none of those disciples. We could go through all the names and look at the meaning of all the names and they'd come to one disciple, would come to one name. And the meaning of his name would identify the person for us. Then there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. One of his disciples, the meaning of his name is loved of Jehovah. Well, we know Christ is Jehovah. Well, just noted that he's the great I am. And the person who has the name that means loved of Jehovah is John. John often referred to as the beloved disciple. John. That's who was leaning on the bosom of Christ. None of the other disciples. No, John. But there's something else here. Some people believe that the name John not only means loved of Jehovah, but it also means the grace of Jehovah. You know, I find that most interesting. We've already mentioned Bible numbers. They're very important and very significant in their context. We mentioned that five is the number of grace. That woman of the city who came into the house of Simon stared at the feet of Christ and did five things at the feet of Christ indicating God had saved her by his grace. Well you know when you go through the Gospel of John you come across that phrase the disciple whom Jesus loved you know many times you read it in John's Gospel five John never refers to his own name he just refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved that's what you find throughout his gospel and again you find it five times tells us what the Lord had done for John saved him by his grace and dear believer recognizing you've been saved by grace the grace of God grace of the Lord Jesus <coughs> and all that he did for you at Calvary would you not want to be where John was I would I'd love to be able to lean my head on the bosom of Christ 
listen to the heartbeat Christ the heartbeat of Deus there was John he leaned on the bosom of Christ so know that his name want to say something about his nature there are of course many things that we could say about John the disciple but we want to confine ourselves to our text and to the words of our text and when I read that neither was leaning on Jesus bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved I look at those words and I see in John his likeness to Christ his likeness to Christ under inspiration John had already recorded when the son of God had laid his head on the bosom of his father and John's doing the same thing there's his likeness to Christ in John chapter 1 there we read John 1 and verse 18 verse 18 no man hath seen God at any time the only begotten Son which is in the bosom of the Father he hath declared him is not something there John speaks about John himself speaks about the Lord Jesus being in the bosom of the Father and knowing that and being aware of that did John not say that's where I want to be my Savior was in the bosom of the Father I want to be in the bosom of my Savior sure enough as he sat around the table that night that's where John was in picture and cancer it wasn't a round table <coughs> table up one side of the room table across the top the table down the other side so that whoever was laying the emblems on the table could walk up between the two side tables. We'll more to say that in a moment. But there is John. And Christ and the other disciples are reclining at the table. John leaves his head on the bosom of Christ, just as Christ had leaned his head on the bosom of the Father wonderful isn't it wonderful he wanted to be like Christ in this wonderful way 
in this most intimate of ways. How intimate are we with the Lord? Are we deeply intimate with Christ? Or are we like Peter? We follow the far off. well as his likeness to Christ we see here his lowliness before Christ his lowliness we've already noted that John does not mention his own name he doesn't say I John not once just revered himself as that disciple that Jesus loved instead of promoting self he promoted the Savior he didn't mention his own name but he mentioned the name of Christ he's like another John wasn't he and what John the Baptist said John the Baptist said he must increase I must decrease John 3 verse 30 and notice how John promoted the name and person of the Lord through his love for him that's how he promoted the name of Christ by referring to how he loved him and what a wonderful deep theme to choose the love of Christ for when you speak about the love of the Lord Jesus for sinners you take all of the subject that there's no limit to it you speak about the love of the Lord Jesus you can't fathom its depths you can't scale its height you can't measure its width How did John promote the Savior by referring to himself as that disciple whom Jesus loved? He promoted Christ through his love for him. And you speak about the love of the Lord Jesus for sinners. There's no limit to it. There's no limit. You deal with the love of Christ. Jane Hall penned the words, The love that Jesus had for me, to suffer on the cruel tree, that I a ransomed soul might be, is more than tongue can tell. Is more than tongue can tell. The love that Jesus had for me is more than tongue can tell. John promoted the Savior by referring to his love. So he spoke about, and we see his likeness to Christ. We see his loneliness before Christ. When you look at John and you get a picture of it in your mind's eye, See this disciple leaning over <coughs> his head 
on the bosom of the Lord. Would that not speak to you of his love for Christ? His love. The fact that John lay in the bosom of the Savior. Be a witness to one and all. Be a witness to all the other disciples in that room. That disciple loves the Lord. That disciple is in love with Christ. Indeed, John himself testified in his first epistle, chapter 4, verse 19. We love him. We love him. Because he first loved us. Notice. He was first loved. The Lord loved John first. Even before the foundation of the world, the Lord loved John. Have a great marvel. We love him because he first loved us. And John knew that he was first loved and freely loved by Christ. Was that not what led him to the bosom of the Lord? like to see again the children. Being a grandparent myself. I know what it's like when the little ones come. Don't you want to gather them up and hold them <coughs> and embrace them. Tell them that you tell tell them you love them. You hold them to your bosom because you love them John loved Christ and the nearest he could get to the Lord and express that love was to lean on the very bosom of the Savior John knew that he was favoured with the love of Christ as we led him to the bosom of the Lord. And John knew something else. John knew that Christ freely loved him. That what the Lord said. The Lord said in Hosea 14 and verse 4, I will love them freely. I will love them freely. No recommendations, no inducements. But love freely. He loves us freely, believer. Freely. Freely. He loved us. And with such love for us, listen, with such love for us, that kindled a love in our hearts. Did not our heart burn within us? Good old fashioned. Spirits of heartburn. When you get a hold of the truth, that Christ loved us first and loved us freely. Where do you want to go? You want to get as close to the Lord as you can, and if it was possible, you'd want to occupy John's place and lean on the bosom of Christ. 
the deepest darkness Virginia is a sky that is in hell tonight imagine the friend the dear Savior for 30 pieces of silver how dear to the Lord are we devil's busy not right the devil is busy we need to get as near to Christ as we can because the devil doesn't <coughs> we need to get even to the very bosom of the Lord Satan was busy that night where did John go he went to the very bosom of his master believer the lesson is obvious in this day and the devil is so busy you and I have to get as near to Christ as we can telling you get as near to Christ as we can we've identified the person then we have the intimate posture the intimate posture we read those words And John, leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples, did the thought not occur to him? John, you're taking a bit of a liberty, are you not? Are you not being a little bit too forward and placing your head? on the bosom of the Lord well there's a good answer for that Jesus or John had his head on the bosom of Christ and the Lord didn't once say nay John nay no you can't do that John the Lord didn't say that do something the Lord welcomed John into his it was a welcoming posture it was indeed a very intimate posture but it appears that the Lord Jesus welcomed us the Lord will never object to any of his children seeking to get close to him never rather the Lord will say come and welcome come and welcome the Lord Jesus obviously and evidently welcomed John into his bosom if you want to live if you want this day to live close to the Lord so as even to lean your head on his bosom the Lord will say come and welcome if you want to get closer to your Lord than ever you've been before you can be sure you can be sure the Lord will embrace you the Lord will say as we sang tonight I heard the voice of Jesus say 
Come on to me and rest. Lay down thy weary one, thy dying, thy hair <coughs> upon thy breast. Yes, there's a welcome. Believe me, there's a welcome for you tonight in the very bosom of the Lord Jesus. If you're perhaps a young believer, if perhaps you haven't been on the Christian pathway for very long, if perhaps you feel weak tonight, wish you were stronger in the fear, listen to this. Isaiah 40, verse 11. He, the Lord, shall feed his flock like a shepherd. Listen. He shall gather the lambs with his arm, carry them in his bosom, carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. That a lovely picture of Christ. He'll gather them. He'll lift them up. He'll gather them to his bosom. See? He'll be welcome to the bosom of Christ. He'll welcome you. Not only was it a welcome posture, but a wanted posture. Wanted posture. Very evident from all that we have learned that John wanted to be there. It appears it appears it was not a place that Peter wanted to be or Andrew or any of the others. But John wanted to be there. John wanted to be in the bosom of the Lord, in the bosom of the Savior. It was where John wanted to be reclining in the bosom of Christ. For that is what John was doing. For the word leaning, leaning on his breath, the word means to recline. In other words, they were all reclining because they were reclining at the table, around the table. position beside Christ was covenant by John. But John was saying, that's my thing. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. Sad, isn't it? Sometimes God's people do not show the same desire same longing they don't really want to get to that place of devotion and live for Christ and nothing and nobody else just live for Christ 
and all highs and lose heights at the end of life's journey standing before God sharing nothing but leaves how terrible and here's John there's only one place he wanted to be beside Christ leaning on his bosom it's a welcome place it's a wonder place well you would agree it was a wonderful place a wonderful place he says now that was leaning on Jesus bosom one of his disciples as one of his disciples one of his workers or laborers John felt that's the place he should be he ought to be he should be in that wonderful place near to Christ even leaning his head on the bosom of the Lord being a Lord's servant he needed to be intimate with the Lord no but he can't serve the Lord at a distance you want to get near to Christ notice something John had his head in the bosom of the Lord John was familiar with Christ Familiarity didn't bring contempt in John's life. No. Verse 25. He then lying on Jesus' breast said unto him, Lord, who is it? He addressed Christ as Lord. sure you've heard how people address the Lord these days puts a chill up your back talk to the Lord as if they're talking to their next door neighbor they don't realize who he is they don't realize he's God He's to be had in reverence of all them that are about in the Sabbath tells And here's John and he reverently spoke to Christ. Lord, he said, this familiarity did not bring contempt. I'll tell you something. You can read through the gospel. And you will find that not one of the disciples when speaking directly to Christ ever called him Jesus never addressed him by his first name they spoke about Jesus but when they spoke to him was Lord 
our master. They always felt, or they always spoke to Christ with reverence. That's where we ought to be. When we speak about the Lord or speak to Him, we ought to speak Him reverence. So looked at the identified person. The intimate posture. Finally, the uncountable privilege. The uncountable privilege. John enjoyed a privilege that day. But we do not read of anyone else. Enjoy. So what does it all mean to John? being so privileged to be allowed to occupy that place in the bosom of Christ. First of all, we see what he recognized. John called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. That's what he recognized. He recognized Lord Jesus loves me. Does that not mean the Lord didn't love the rest of them? Of course he did. Chapter 13, verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Of course he loved the disciples, just as he loves you and me. God loves his people. But here's John. And he wants everybody else to know the Lord loves him. Never spoke his own name. No. Didn't say John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. No, just the disciple whom Jesus loved. No name. You know, the nearer you get to Christ, the nearer you get to the Lord, and get into His bosom, the more you will realize just how much Christ loves you. That's right. What He recognized and what He reported. There's one thing that happened in that room and everyone had missed except John John knew something in that room nobody else knew something took place that could, have not, could not have been known by any other the disciples except John except the one who was leaning on the breast of the bosom of Christ. Verse 21. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit <coughs> and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
And one of you shall betray me. Remember something. John is the one who is recording this. John is the one. They said the Lord was troubled in spirit. How did he know that? How did he know that? He knew it because he had his head on the bosom of Christ. He could perhaps hear the sighs as he sighed my soul is troubled. He could hear the sighs of Christ. He could feel the heavings of Christ in his very breath. so close to the Savior abiding so close to the Lord you learn things about the Lord Jesus that nobody else knows anything about that's right what he recognized what he reported What he requested. This is the bit that was referring to earlier on. About where John was seated. And where the other disciples were seated. John was able to ask the Lord something that the others could not ask him. Verse 24. Then the disciple looked one on another, guiding of whom he spake. Alright. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to John that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. Why did not the rest of them ask? Because John was the one who was nearest to Christ. Tell you something else. We mentioned that the way the tables were set out, one side across the top, down the other side. Lord Jesus sat at the top table. John beside him. Leaning upon his breast. Do you know who's on the other side of him? Judas Iscariot. That's right. Judas Iscariot. Because when verse uh, then he leaning on Jesus' breast said unto him, Lord, who is it? Peter had indicated to John to ask the Lord. And so you get the picture. Peter's one of those disciples sitting along the side. The Lord's at the top. John's beside the Lord. 
and John, or Peter, indicates to John signs of John. John, you ask him. Look what it says next. Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a stop when I have dipped it. And when he dipped the stop, he gave it the tubes. How could he do that? He gave it to Judas because Judas sat beside What a contrast you have between John and Judas. John was there leaning on the bosom of Christ because he loved the Lord. But Judas was there showing us how much of a hypocrite he was. Because Judas was sitting there to have all believe he was a true disciple. Right to the very end he played the part pretending he was a disciple, a true disciple of Christ. Because you know that and after the sub Satan entered into him then said Jesus unto him that thou doest too quickly now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him see they never suspected Judas after all would they Judas sitting there beside the Lord there you have the contrast John on one side leaning on the bosom of Christ loved him with all of his heart and the other side the hypocrite the reprobate sitting there pretending pretending that he loved the Lord and none of the disciples suspected what side are we on? can't afford to pretend give the Lord our all give the Lord our life say tonight Lord I want to lean on thy bosom I want to listen to thy breathings I want to hear thy sighs I want to hear thy heartbeat Lord bless his word to our hearts. Bless God our prayer. <coughs> Our dear Lord and loving God, we thank thee for the love that this man John has for his Saviour. Didn't want to be any other place in that room beside her Lord with his head on his bosom. 
Lord. Draw me nearer. Nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious women's side. Lord, write thy word upon our hearts tonight. And indeed thy word, by the application of thy spirit, draw us nearer, 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 even into the bosom of the Lord. Again, dear Lord, bless our visitors, we thank thee for them. Again, Lord, we time spent in this area, the old and blessed of God. It's time to return home, Lord, grant everyone traveling mercy. And with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, abide and remain with us now. And until the day breaks and the shadows all flee away. Amen.